Waldney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group Remax Results and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. It's Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you doing? Awesome. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say busy. <laughs> oh, busy is a given. Okay, I won't even bother to ask. Always busy, but doing good. So, busy, busy is a good thing, though. Remember that busy yes. is good. Busy is good. So, um, speaking of busy, I saw that you sold the Anderson house. Oh my gosh, I am so excited about that. And I mean, I'm excited for the sellers, of course. But I'm excited for Wabasha. I'm excited to have some new life on Main Street. And I'm super excited about the folks that are buying it because they're a group of guys out of the Twin Cities. And they're very um, business-minded, but they're also very community-oriented. So, like, they, when they came to look at it, they literally just wanted to sit with me and ask me about the community of Wabasha, what it needs, what it's lacking, what it has, you know, what people like. And then they wanted me to introduce them to um, Lori, the head of our chamber, and to um, Mayor Durant because they wanted to get to know about the city of Wabasha. And it was really cool because they have some really fun ideas. Like there's this old bar down in the basement at the Anderson house and it has this cool uh, spiral staircase if you're coming from inside the hotel and it has this like cellar type staircase if you're coming in from the outside of the hotel and they want to open a speakeasy and they want to bring in <laughs> jazz singers and oh it's going to be fun they stole I'm my million excited. dollar idea yeah and they're going to do they're going to do um airbnb so you know it won't be run run like a traditional hotel but they'll just rent out the rooms like airbnb oh, so neat. it'll be really it'll be really cool I'm excited. Well, congratulations and thanks for, for the community as well because yes. that's just a gem. Oh, I'm company. so excited. So excited. I just wanted it to still be what it is. You know, I didn't want I never wanted to see it knocked down. It's it literally is, fun fact, the oldest hotel in Minnesota. How cool is that? It's very cool and, and it's not can, going anywhere. I can see people especially if you get that speakeasy going in the basement. With oh, the, fun. In the, the rentals on top, you could uh, make it for an interesting weekend for folks to well, come and, and they do the have and everything. And they have, like, spaces for restaurants. So, you know, they will have breakfast with the, um, you know, the bed and breakfast type thing, right? Okay. But, but they do have another big restaurant, and they will eventually be looking for uh, a restaurant partner. So if anybody's listening who thinks they might like to reopen the restaurant portion of the Anderson House in Wabasha, um, just give me a holler. It's a happening place. Now that it's you happening. got your place set up down there, now you got that opening up. That's great. Oh, and did I did I tell you that I have been appointed uh, to the Port Authority in Wabasha? I, I just love it when they call it a port authority. I know. It sounds so <laughs> doggone important. But what what it is, is I'm just so excited about just revitalizing, you know, that town. You know that my heart is in Rochester, and I'm very passionate about Rochester community, but my heart will always also be in Wabasha because that's my home, right? So yeah. I'm also very passionate about um, bringing some excitement and life back to that city because it's such a great place. It is the most awesome little river town, and people who come that have never been say, why haven't I been here before? Right. You know, so it's really cool. 
Well, just take, I imagine, you know, once you leave Hastings and take the drive all the way down, all the way down to La Crescent, it's all, all those communities are just great. I love them all. Yeah, I agree. It's a fun thing to do. And you don't have to get on an airplane. You don't have to go anywhere. Just take some time off, breathe, relax, and enjoy what we have right in our backyard. Yeah, the scenery is top notch. scenery is, it is, and we take it for <laughs> granted, right? Oh, goodness. So we mentioned earlier, busy is the norm for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I imagine that, uh, is, it, is it getting busier or are we seeing a plateau? What, what's happening out there? Well, that is a good question. Um, it's definitely not, I don't know if it could be much busier. Um, I mean, we're working 12 hours a day six seven days a week so i don't know how much busier we can be but it's it's definitely very very busy and please do not think i am complaining because i feel very blessed to have such great business so busy is a good thing i'm the girl that likes to be busy i'm not a sit around kind of girl so the busier i am the happier i am so i'm very very happy let's just say that very very happy this demand on the real estate side of the economy is is actually causing supply strains. Uh, I I read up on the lumber business, and I read an in-depth article about what is really happening here and and how it's going to take a while to fix it, although I saw there was some drop in the prices and the wholesale prices this week, but... That's not the only area, correct? We're seeing it's not. Yes, people can't get appliances. They can't get furniture. I mean, it's causing some major headaches. So people who are building, okay, so they get their their financing for the construction. They get the house built, and then they need appliances. So the builders are ordering them. It's taking months and months to get them. They're catching on now and ordering them sooner. You know, like when they're starting to put a hole in the ground, they're starting to order appliances because it's taking so long and there's nothing more frustrating than the house being completely ready, construction 100% done, people could move in, but they can't because the appliances aren't there. Well, then you think, oh, you could get by without the appliances. Well, no, it doesn't work that way because the bank is not going to close on the loan until those appliances are in place because that house has to be livable, move-in, ready to go. Oh, so you're stuck, stuck. Mm Mm-hmm. There's no, is there a way around that? Oh, boy. Can I don't I, know. Can, can I rent the house from... I, I suppose you can't because there wouldn't be a rental certificate for it. Um, I think the way around it is exactly what they're doing now, and that is just ordering them Early. sooner. Yeah. So then when you and have a meeting think, with the builder, they tell you, go get your appliances yeah, now. Yeah, pick out your appliances. <laughs> Wait, do, what, what about the roof shingle, the shingles? And the, you know, the, no, no, get your, pick out your appliance package. Let's get those ordered. No, it's crazy. And then, too, if people <laughs> want to buy new furniture, I feel, I feel kind of sad for people because they're like, oh, we sold all the furniture, you know, with the house, or we got rid of it because we had a different style house, and now we've been sitting on our lawn chairs because we've been waiting for our new sofas for four months or whatever. So, I mean, it's real thing. It People is. are waiting and waiting and waiting for stuff. I have friends, both furniture and the appliance. One was a refrigerator, and they, it's in a, you know, it's in a container, you know, that goes on the Somewhere. Ship. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, somewhere between the factory and here, and it, it could be months before it actually arrives, and it's nobody's fault. It's just the demand is that high. Well, because in March, you know, when COVID, pan- the pandemic began, March of 2019, 
Um, it impacted the production of so many manufacturing right. plants and factory. You know, I mean, shipping, all of it. It's just, and it's, it's been tough. And people have the perception that you can just flip a switch. And all of a sudden, yeah. these factories start running at 100% right away. It's not that way at all. It takes a while to build back up to full production. Yes, exactly. And then they also have to worry then on the other side of it, having too much inventory if they get things cranking out too fast and all of a sudden the market changes on them. So, I think now, though, I think any of these appliance stores or furniture stores that can buy things and have them in stock are pretty excited and yes. happy to do it because you know they just like there's there have been times in my real estate career where i've been inundated with um houses to sell you know too much inventory yes. like oh my gosh i gotta sell one of these houses these sellers are all getting so frustrated this is so stressful now it's like oh my gosh i need listings these buyers are dying this is so stressful you fall in the pattern here <laughs> you you are longing for the days of what what you called the balanced market. Yes, I mean the bottom line is is that a lot of people will say to me, "Oh, you must be loving this market." Well, guess what? I love my job in all markets, but no, this market is really stressful. I feel really bad for buyers. I mean, it's really tough to be a buyer, and you know what happens is people make irrational decisions and and i'm going to tell you you've heard me say this before i try really hard to keep my buyers grounded it's like yes you might have to go fifty thousand dollars over the asking price to win but did you really win if you went fifty thousand dollars over the asking price tell you what let's hold on to that thought maybe we can chat a little bit more about that after the the break okay robin you bet okay well well, we're going to be right back. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results here on News Talk 1340, Carol C.A.M. and 96.9 We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, K.R.O.C.A.M. and 96.9 FM. You know something you almost never hear anyone say? With Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340, K.R.O.C.A.M. and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome back. We're talking about this red hot real estate market, not just locally but nationwide, for a whole myriad of reasons. But you were right before the break talking about how people are somewhat ir- getting irrational in what they're doing as far as what they're offering. Desperate. They're getting desperate. Okay. You know. So what happens is people will tell me, "I absolutely, positively need." an attached two-car garage or I absolutely positively need a main floor master bedroom and then because they can't find what they want which they thought is what they needed they just settle for something else well then guess what happens you know we're finding out right now there was recently a survey done that said about 43 percent of all homeowners have at least one regret about their current home purchase okay and most of those people, this was like 1,500 people um, polled, so okay. it wasn't a huge poll. Well, actually, that's pretty I sizable mean, for a sample. But most of these people, broken out by age, uh, 64% of them were millennials. Uh-huh. And those are the ones that are like many times buying their first house, and they're thinking, I want to get 
I want to get locked in at this crazy great interest rate. Yeah, it was really important to me to have an attached garage, but you know what? This house is going to have to do and it has a detached garage. Oh, great. Now it's a year later. The baby's been born and it's raining and the car's in the garage out there, you know. So it's like people realize like, oh, why did I get so anxious and settle for what I really didn't want? Or why did I pay as much as I did for something that probably wasn't worth that? Mm. And so they're having regrets. And so it's our job as real estate professionals to really find that balance. It's like, yes, you are going to pay over asking price. Now, does that mean you're paying more than it's worth? Not necessarily, because if the appraiser still comes back and it's still appraising, it's still worth that price, okay? Then there are people that are taking it to the next level and guaranteeing the difference between the price that they're paying and the price it appraises for. Now you're getting into, you know, dangerous waters, as I like to refer to it. But you have to say, if I'm actually going to live here, for the next 20 years, then the interest I'm going to save by locking in at 2.75 or 2.87 or whatever great rate I have right now is going to offset waiting, probably having to still pay the same price or more because we don't see these prices going down, but now the interest rates have gone up. So, I mean, there's so many factors that we have to consider, but it is our job. I mean, I believe 100% that it is my job to guide my clients to know that this is what's happening in the market. Have you seen the um, the little video that's been going kind of crazy on Facebook about the guy with the apple? Mm. He's like, this apple's for sale. Have you no, seen that? Oh, well, Google it when we get off the show. Okay. But um, it's like, oh, I've got this apple. And this guy's like, well what would you take for it? He's like, what do you mean what would I take for it? You know, I've got this apple and 90 people want this apple and then they start bidding and they're going crazy for the apple. Obviously, it was, you know, referring to the housing market. But it's it's kind of fun to watch and it's kind of like, you know what? So true, so real. And like at 1.1 bidder is like, why did I do that? You know, because they just get wrapped up in it. You do. Especially <sighs> if it's a auction type situation yeah that's, yeah, what you're that's exactly it, that's exactly what we're dealing that's with psychology there so when you have a a younger person and they are out doing this house hunting thing how do you i guess how do you talk them down to say well, well you know what you told me that you really wanted this and now you're willing to accept this right so i i have a very um i guess i have a very what do i want to say I'm not, I don't want to say I'm bossy. I'm, <laughs> I'm very, um, I guess I'm a mom before I'm anything else. Okay. I'm very maternal. And so I really do look out for it. all my buyers, but especially these young buyers who are doing this for the first time. I just really want them to make a great investment. And I do tell them there is a chance we might have to pay a, a very good chance we will have to pay over the asking price. It's just how much over and what makes sense. Because my goal is to help them get that house at least for the appraised value, okay? I want them to buy something that's worth what they're paying for, and I want it to be what they're looking for. I want it to meet at least most of the boxes. You know, I do. I really want it to be a good fit. It's a huge, we're not buying a pair of shoes. 
It's not a pair of shoes. If you don't like it, you don't just toss it in the back of the closet and go on. This is a huge investment, the biggest investment they're ever going to make in their lifetime. So I really feel like it's my job to help them realize, yes, this is going to be a tough market, but with me at your side, we're going to get through this. And in the end, you're going to buy a house and you're not going to be one of those 64% of millennials that's having buyer's remorse. And I'm going to see to it. Now, I can see all sorts of different scenarios on how this could work out. That if you were, if you found the house that had all the check marks, that had all the features you wanted, but you were going to have to, as you pointed out, possibly pony up some cash. Right. That might be a logical situation if you had plans to be there long term. You know what I'm saying? There's right. A, there's a balance sheet here. Right. So I'll tell you, I'll just break it down into some of the, like, what are the things that people are regretting about their purchases? Okay. So the number one, 16% of people are regretting the maintenance and other costs that are related to owning a home. Okay. Again, keep in mind, most of these people are first time home buyers. So they're kind of clueless coming in. (laughs) Right. And then guess what? They're waiving inspections to win. Uh, So they don't really even know what they're going to come up against once they own that house. So it's, Oh, it just makes my, it just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. It's like, if you want to win, you're going to have to waive the inspection. I, those words cannot come out of my mouth. I just, I can't, I can't make myself say that because if somebody says to me, listen, I really, I've never bought a house before, but yet I, I really want this house. So I'm willing to forego the inspection. And I'm like, oh, please, I have a better idea. Let's, let's write the offer. Content, let's write the offer that you will be doing an inspection, okay, but that this offer is not going to be contingent upon that inspection. So do you understand what I'm trying to do there, Andy? Not exactly, because that wouldn't be a reason to back out. Right. Well, it would be. You could still back out. You just would lose oh, your earnest money. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep, so it. now let's say they're buying a $350,000 house and they've put up 1%, which is kind of a standard traditional earnest money. So now they've got $3,500 on the line and they do the inspection and they find out that there's... Um, Oh, a missing GFI outlet, or there's you know a few minor things, right, but they is. now have yeah they now have a peace of mind, and I reassure them that even had they made it contingent upon the inspection, the seller doesn't have to do a thing because there's somebody else that's willing to buy it just the way it is. Right. However, if you find out that this basement has got big issues and that it's going to need you know some kind of a major water removal system put in or something that's going to cost a lot of money, you can say, well, if I walk away, I lose 3500 bucks. but I also know that I'm not going to buy a house that could be potentially, um, you know, have water problems down the way or something that we may have uncovered in that inspection. And you, to take that a step further, the seller who receives this offer is likely not to accept it if they know they have a major issue in the basement. Correct. Correct. That is absolutely correct. So bottom line is, is I feel like that way, that 
first-time home buyer can have an inspection. They can see what's going on, but I definitely tell them, listen, this is not giving you the right to ask for anything because this offer is not contingent on that. All it is doing is making you aware of what you are buying so that you don't, you're not one of those 16% that feels like, oh man, I didn't know I was going to have to spend 3000 on this and 2000 on that and 1000 on this. They know exactly what they're getting into and then they can decide to either get into it or walk away. Peace of mind is what that is. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's okay. that. That's my that's my five cents worth on that. <laughs> I think it's worth more than five cents, by the way. But we have to well, take a, we have to take a break. Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results here on News Talk thirteen forty Carol C A M and ninety six nine. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk thirteen forty KROC AM and ninety six nine FM. If you're offered company stock as part of your company... From Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Andy Brownell and Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. We were talking about these young first-time homebuyers, some of them, too many of them having buyer's remorse. Yes. So some of the other things other than the not, you know, finding all these maintenance issues that they didn't know they would have. Um, Some of the other things that they're upset about is having bought too big of a house, 14% of them, or having Mm. bought too small of a house, 15% of them, or buying in a bad location, 15% of them, or overpaid, hmm, (laughs) 36% of them. Okay. So, yeah. It's important, guys. If you're buying a house, it is a tricky market out there, but please line yourself up with a professional realtor that's going to help get you through the storm because it can still be a very, very pleasurable experience and you are still making a really good investment because real estate is where it's at. I mean, I actually um, have printed off an article today that says Americans see real estate as a better investment than stocks or gold. Okay? Yeah. So it's a good investment. It is. And I always laugh when, when the economy goes through a downturn and something happens and there is the inevitable impact on home values. That You always get the article, is this the end of the American dream? And and I always, I, I just chuckle, okay, let's wait about six months to a year and we'll see where we're at. Yeah, now. who's dreaming? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, people are going to continue to make money on their real estate investments. So I'm by no means trying to discourage somebody from going out and buying real estate. No. I'm a... A huge proponent of you going out and buying real estate, not because it's my livelihood, but because I don't want you to miss out on this golden opportunity. Prices are only going to go up and interest rates are only going to go up. So it is honestly a great time to buy real estate. It's find just some, a little more stressful find than somebody with before. A great, find somebody with a great maternal instinct like Robin. And- there you go. <laughs> I'll take good care of you, I promise. <laughs> okay. Do you have some listings you wanted to cover? Yeah, I do. I actually, I think all of the ones we talked about last week have sold, except for the two big, big ones that we have. Um, But I do have some new ones. One of them is probably going to be sold by the time I um, get done talking on this show, because I think there were like, I don't know, 14 showings scheduled today. And that one is at 3412 Grant Road Southeast. 
and it's just beautiful. It sits out in one of those beautiful um, southeast neighborhoods where everybody gets two acres all to themselves and all the houses are big and beautiful and shiny and new. This one was built um, in 2013. It's got four bedrooms, three baths, and a three-car garage. It's a big house. It's got 2,679 square feet, but it has another 1,800 square feet in the lower level that could still be finished, which would, you know, give you a really big house. Really big, yeah. And it's 2.2 acres, and it is priced at five forty nine nine. I'm guessing it's going to sell for a lot over that because I think we have, um, it was a coming soon, and it just went live yesterday. So I think between yesterday and today, there are 22 showings scheduled. I know so, some folks who live in that neighborhood. It's a very isn't nice it nice? Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. So that one, those people love their home. Wouldn't be selling it, but they're just um, relocating, mm-hmm. so they're moving away. So that one's available. And oh, did I tell you the address on that one, yes, or did, did I not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Grand All right. Yep. Yes. Thanks. And then I have one. Yeah. Duh. How would you have known you had friends in the neighborhood? <laughs> anyway. Okay. So we have one out in Pine Island um, that's on the other end of the price spectrum. This is a very affordable house. If anybody's out looking for something for one sixty nine nine, three zero eight Third Avenue, Northwest Pine Island. It's a cute little house with two bedrooms and one bath, one car garage. It was built back in 1950, but it's cozy and ready to move into. So again, 308 Third Avenue Northwest in Pine Island, 169.9. Okay, I, I think I know that exact house. Awesome. The in-laws are Pine Island people. Oh, okay, there yeah. you go. And we have one that's kind of in the middle of those two. Over at 5662 Prosper Avenue Northwest, we have a two-bed, two-bath, three-car garage built in 2015, uh, one story. And this one is, it's got a 424 uh, square feet below grade, but it's not got a full basement. This one's 3749. So that's, you know, we've got one in the 100s, one in the 300s, one in the 500s. Got you I have a fun listing I want to talk about. Okay. This is for all those investors that are listening, okay? Well, it doesn't have to be. It could be somebody who just loves to ski and wants wants a little resort place. But I listed 130 Bridge Run Lane. Unit B in Lutzen, Minnesota. Ah. Okay. And this is a ski-in, ski-out and I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, Scott and I actually went to see it because I didn't feel comfortable selling something that I didn't actually see and experience, right? So we went and spent one quick night, got to ski that day. It was really fun. Hadn't skied in a long time. Didn't break anything. It was awesome. And it's a good and, outing. Yeah, it was, it was. It was really nice. So this is actually one bedroom, but it's like a loft. It's a big loft upstairs. So you go upstairs and there's a king or queen size bed and then there's another bunk bed with a full on the bottom and a single on the top and then down on the main and there's a bathroom up on that level as well but it is open like it's not a closed off bedroom you can actually look over the balcony and then down below there's a sofa that's a sofa sleeper and then there's a dining room table that fits six people a small galley kitchen but everything you need and a gorgeous wood-burning fireplace and it has a uh, patio on the back, or a balcony rather, because it's up on the um, fourth or second floor. And you 
look over the pool, the outdoor pool. Oh, it has a pool. Outdoor pool. And then the indoor pool is right below. Like you just go down one flight of stairs and it's in the same building. So that's kind of nice because this is one of those ski in, ski out resorts where there's several buildings. And the building with the bar and restaurant and live music and all the fun stuff happening and the outdoor skating rink is just right next to this building. But like we literally got up in the morning and just walked out to the parking lot and stepped into our skis and skied down the slope to get onto the chairlift to go up. It was awesome. So this baby you would might think is super expensive, but it's $95,900. Now, the best part about this is that it is part of the Caribou Highlands, and so you can rent it out, all right? And they manage that. So this is definitely an investment property. And these owners have owned it a long time. So they've made a ton of improvements to the inside. And then the actual association has made a ton of improvements to the outside. So it's really beautiful. If you want to know more about owning it as an investment or as a property that you would use, or you could use it sometimes. Yes, use it sometimes, rent it sometimes. Call me and I'll tell you all about that. Okay, speaking of calling you, how do we get a hold of Robin Gwalney at Gwalfleet Group Remax Results? Always available on my cell phone, 507-259-4926. If I'm chatting with somebody else and I miss your call, I promise you I will call you right back. Well, fantastic. Always great talking to you, Robin, and we'll do it again next week. Sounds great. I look forward right. to it. That's Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Mayo Clinic Radio.